Shalom, shalom. Welcome, welcome, world changers. How are you doing today? Tonight, we are going to get into some very interesting passages. As always, 2 Samuel chapter 13, 14, 15. We got several Psalms we're going to be reading. It is going to be interesting. So we are live on TikTok right now. We're live on Podbean with the live podcast. We're also live on several other platforms, YouTube, Twitter, I was going to say Twicebook, right? Twitter and Facebook together. Twitter and Facebook, um, Twitch as well, and actually several other platforms as well. Some of the um, other platforms from different parts of the world, actually. Uh, a couple of them are more in the eastern part of the world. So welcome, 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 everyone. We're going to be reading about Amnon and Tamar. We're going to be reading about Absalom. Very interesting story about Absalom. And also reading the... Um, Psalms of David as well. So welcome, welcome. If you like doing these kind of things, these kind of live streams, if you like, uh, you know, getting together like this and reading the scriptures and talking about them, make sure you like. All right, guys, let's do this. Second Samuel chapter 13. Now, it was after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a beautiful sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, was in love with her. But Amnon was so frustrated on account of his sister Tamar that he made himself ill, for she was a virgin, and it seemed too difficult to Amnon to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Yonadab, the son of Shemaiah. Shemaiah in the footnotes is Shama the same one as uh, Shama in First uh, Samuel chapter sixteen verse nine and in First Chronicles two thirteen uh, Shemaiah. So again, uh, as we have noticed this time and time and time again, as we're reading through First and Second Samuel and First Chronicles, uh, that we have different um, spellings, different pronunciations of the same name, the same person. But I mean, depends how you look at it. If you can say it's the same name or it's a different name, but it's the same person. But Amnon had a friend, this is verse three, whose name was Yonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother. And Yonadab was very a very clever man. And he said to him, why are you, the king's son, so pressed morning after morning? Will you not tell me? So Amnon said to him, I'm in love with Tamar, or Tamar, Tamar, uh, the sister of my brother Absalom. Yonadab then said to him, Lie down in your bed and pretend to be ill. When your father comes to see you, say to him, Please have my sister Tamar come and give me food to eat and uh, have her prepare the food in my sight so that I may see it and eat from her hand. So Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. When the king came to see him, Amnon said, please have my sister come, or excuse me, my sister Tamar come and make me a couple of pastries in my sight so that I may eat from her hand. Then David sent a messenger to the house of uh, for Tamar saying, go now to your brother's, to your brother Amnon's house and pair food for him. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house where he was lying in bed and and she took, kneaded it, made pastries in his side, and baked the pastries. Then she took the tray and served them to him. But he refused to eat. And Amnon said, 
have everyone leave me. So everyone left him. Then Amnon said to Tamar, bring the food into the, into the bedroom so that I may eat from your hand. So Tamar took the pastries while she had made and brought them into the bedroom to her brother Amnon. When she brought them to him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come, sleep with me, my sister. But she said to him, No, my brother, do not violate me, for such a thing is not done in Israel. Do not do this disgraceful sin. As for me, where can I get rid of my shame? And as for you, you will be like one of the fools in Israel. In the footnotes, the worthless ones in Israel. Hmm. Uh, she told him, didn't she? Now then, please speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from you. However, he would not listen to her, since he was stronger than, than she. He violated her and slept with her. Then Amnon hated her with a very great hatred. Indeed, the hatred he hated her was greater than the love with which he had loved her. Yeah, I mean, it's pause here for a second. Notice when, you know, when we have the, this kind of immor immorality, it, it is always, uh, it is always coupled with hatred. A lot of times it's billed as love, but it's not. It's, you know, it always ends, um, it, it always ends bad. And Amnon said to her, get up, go away. But she said to him, no, because this wrong it, in sending Excuse me, because this sending me away is greater than the other that you have done to me. Yet he would not listen to her. Then he called his young man who, who attended him and said, Now throw this woman out of my presence and lock the door behind her. Now she had a long-sleeved garment, for this is how the virgin daughters of the king dress in robes. Then his attendant took attendant attendant, took her out and locked the door behind her. Tamar took ashes and put them on her head and tore her long sleeve garment, which was on her, and she put her hand on her head and went on her way, crying out as she went. Then Absalom, her brother, said to her, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But now... Keep silent, my sister. He is your brother. Do not take this matter to heart. So Tamar re remained and was isolated in her brother Absalom's house. Now, when King David heard about all these matters, he became very angry. But Absalom did not speak with Amnon, either good or bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had violated his sister Tamar. Now it came about after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers in Baal Hazor, which is near Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons to celebrate. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold, now your servant has sheep shearers. May the king and his servants please go with your servant. But the king said to Absalom, No, my son. We should not all go, so that we will not be a burden to you. Then he urged him. He would not go. 
but he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, please have my brother Amnon go with us. But the king said to him, Why should he go with you? Nevertheless, Absalom urged him, so he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Then Absalom commanded his servants, saying, See now, when Amnon's heart is cheerful, and I say to you, Strike Amnon, then put him to death. Do not fear, I have kept. Uh, have I not you myself? Be current, courageous, and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did not, or excuse me, did to Amnon just as Absalom had commanded. And all the king's sons got up and each mounted his mule and fled. Now it was while they were on the way that the report came to David saying, Absalom has struck and killed all the king's sons, and not one of them is left. Then the king stood up, tore his clothes. Tearing his clothes was a sign, by the way, of, uh, of grief, sorrow, and lay on the ground. And all his servants were standing with him, or, or excuse me, standing by with clothes torn. And Yonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother, responded, let my Lord not assume that they have put to death the young men, the king's sons, for only Amnon is dead. Because this has been set up by the intent of Absalom since the day that he violated his sister Tamar. So now, may my Lord the king not take the report to heart, claiming all the king's sons are dead but only Abnon is dead. Now Absalom had fled, and the young man who was the watchman raised his eyes and looked, and behold, many people were coming from the road behind him by the side of the mountain. And Yonadab said to the king, Behold, the king's sons have come. So it was happening according to your servant's word. As soon as he had finished speaking, behold, the king's sons came and raised their voices and wept, and the king and all his servants also wept very profusely. Now Absalom had fled and gone to Talmai, son of Amihud, the, the king of Geshur. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom had fled and gone to Geshur and was there for three years. And the heart of the king, heart of King David, longed to look uh, to go out to Absalom, for he was comforted regarding Abnon, since he was dead. Second Samuel chapter four. Woman of Tekoa. Now Joab, the son of Zeruiah, or Zeruah, perceived that the king's heart was drawn. On toward Absalom, sent a messenger to Tekoa and brought a wise woman from there and said to her, Please follow mourning rites and put on mourning garments now and do not anoint yourself with oil, but be like a woman who has been mourning for the dead for many days. Then go to the king and speak to him in this way. So Joab put the words in her mouth. Now, when the woman of 
Tekoa spoke to the king. She fell on her face to the ground and prostrated herself and said, Help, O king. And the king said to her, What is troubling you? And she answered, Truly, I am a widow, for my, my husband is dead. And your servant had two sons. But the two of them fought in the field, and there was no one to save them from each other. So one struck the other and killed him. Now, behold, the entire family has risen against your servant. And they have said, hand over the one who struck his brother, so that we may put him to death for the life of his brother. He killed and eliminate the heir as well. So they will extinguish. So they will excuse me, extinguish my coal, which is left, so as to leave my husband neither name nor remnant on the face of the earth. Then the king said to the woman, go to your home, and I will issue orders concerning you. The woman of, of Tekoa said to the king, my, my lord, the king, the guilt is on me in my father's house. But the king and his throne are guiltless. So the king said, Whoever speaks to you, bring him to me, and he will not touch you any more. Then she said, May the king please remember the Lord your God, so that the avenger of blood would not continue to destroy. Otherwise, they will destroy my son. And he said, As the Lord lives, not one hair of your son shall fall to the ground. Then the woman said, Please let your servant speak a word to my lord the king. And he said, Speak. The woman said, Why then have you planned such a thing against the people of God? For in speaking this word, the king is like one who is guilty, in that the king does not bring back his banished one. For we will surely die and are like water spilt on the ground, we cannot, or which cannot be gathered up. Yet God does not take away life, but makes plans so that the banished one will not be cast out from him. Now then, the reason I come to, to speak this word to my Lord the King is that the people have made me afraid. So your servant said, Let me now speak to the, uh, to the king. Perhaps the Lord will perform the request of his slave. For the king will listen to save his slave from the hand of the man whom he would eliminate, both me and my son, from, from the inheritance of God. Then your servant said, Please let the word of my Lord the king be comforting, for as the angel of God, so is my Lord the king to discern good and evil. And may the Lord be your God, excuse me, and may the Lord your God be with you. Then the king answered and said to the woman, Please do not hide anything from me that I am about to ask you. And the woman said, Let my Lord the king please speak. So the king said, Hand of Joab with you in all this? And the woman said, As your soul lives, my my lord the king, no one can turn to the right or to the left from anything that the lord the king has spoken. Indeed, it was your servant, Yoab.
Moab who commanded me, and it was he who put all his words in the mouth of your servant. In order to change the appearance of things, excuse me, in order to change the appearance of things, your, your servant Yoab has done this thing. But my Lord is wise, like the wisdom of the angel of God, to know all is on the earth. Then the king said to Yoab, Behold now, I will certainly, certainly do this thing. Go then, bring back the young man Absalom. And Yoab fell on his face to the ground, prostrated himself, and blessed the king. Then Yoab said, Today your servant knows that I have found favor in your sight, my lord the king, in that the king has performed the request of his servant. So Yoab arose and went to Geshur and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. However, the king said, he shall return to his own house, but he shall not see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house and did not see the king's face. Now, in all Israel, there was no one as, ham as handsome as Absalom, so highly praised. From the sole of his foot to the top of his head, there was no impairment in him. And when he cut the hair of his head, and it was at the very, and it was at the end of every year that he cut it, because it was heavy on him, so he cut it, he weighed the hair of his head at 200 shekels by the king's weight. In the footnotes, it says here, uh, four pounds, or 1.8 kilograms. That's, that's a fair amount of hair. That's a fair amount of hair. Continuing with verse 27. And to Absalom, there were born three sons and one daughter, whose name was Tamar. She was a woman of beautiful appearance. So Absalom lived two full years in Jerusalem, yet he did not see the king's face. Then Absalom sent for Joab to send him to the king, but he would not come to him. So he sent word again a second time, but he would not come. Therefore, he said to his servants, See, Joab's plot is next to mine. He has barley there. Go and set it on fire. So Absalom's servants set the plot on fire. Then Joab got up, came to Absalom at his house, and said to him, Why have your servants set my plot on fire? Absalom answered Joab, Behold, I sent for you, saying, Come here, so that I may send you to the king, to say, Why have I come from Geshur? It would, it would be better for me still to be there. Now then, let me see the king's face, and if there is guilt in me, he can have me executed. So when Joab came to the king and told him, he summoned Absalom, and Absalom came to, came to the king and prostrated himself with his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. Second Samuel chapter 15, Absalom's Conspiracy. Now it came about after this that Absalom provided for himself a chariot and horses and 50 men to run ahead of him. 
and used used to rise early and stand beside the road to the gate. And when any man who had a lawsuit was come was to come before the king for judgment, Absalom would call out to him and say, From what city are you? And he would say, Your servant is from one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, See, your claims are good and right. You have you have no one to listen to you on the part of the king. Moreover, Absalom would say, Oh, that someone would appoint me judge in the land. Then every man who has a lawsuit or, or claim could come, and I would give him justice. And whenever a man approached to prostrate himself before him, he would put out his hand and take hold of him and kiss him. Absalom dealt this way with all Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the people of Israel. Now about at the end of four years that Absalom said to the king, Please let me go and pay my vow that I have made to the, to the Lord in Hebron. For your servants made a vow while I was living in Geshur in Aram, saying, If the Lord will indeed bring me back to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. The king said to him, Go in peace. So he got up and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom is king in Hebron. Then two hundred men went with Absalom from Jerusalem, who were invited and went innocently, for they did not know anything. And Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gilonite, the counselor from his city, Gilo, while, it was, while he was offering the sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, for the people continually increased with Absalom. Then a messenger came to David, saying, The hearts of the people of Israel are with Absalom. So David said to all his servants who were with him in Jerusalem, Arise, let's flee. For otherwise, none of us will escape from Absalom. Go quickly, or he will hurry and overtake us and bring disaster on us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. Then the king's servants said to the king, Behold, your servants will do whatever my lord the king chooses. So the king left and all his household with him. But the king left ten concubines behind to take care of the house. The king left and all the people with him, and they stopped the last house. Now all of his servants passed by beside him. And all the Carathites, all the Palathites, and all the Gittites, 600 men who had come with him from Gath, passed by before the king. Then the king said to Ittai, the Gittite, Why should you go too? Return and stay with your king, since you are a foreigner and an exile as well. Return to your own place. You came only yesterday, so should I make you wander with us today while I go wherever I go? Return and take your brothers back. Mercy and truth be with you. But Ittai answered the king and said, 
as the Lord lives, and as my Lord the King lives, wherever the Lord the King may be, whether for death or for life, there assuredly shall your servant be. Then David said to Ittai, Go and cross over the brook Kidron. So the Gittite crossed over with all his men and all the little ones who were with him. While all the country was sleeping with, or excuse me, while all the country was weeping with a loud voice, all the people were crossing over. The king also crossing over the brook Kidron, and all the people were crossing over toward the way of the wilderness. Now behold, Zadok also came, and all the Levites with him, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of God. And they set down the Ark of God, and Abiathar, or Abiathar, came up until people had finished crossing over from the city. And the king said to Zadok, Return the Ark of God to the city. If I find favor in the sight of the Lord, then he will bring me back and show me both it and his habitation. He says this, I have no delight in you. Then here I am. Let him do to me as it seems good to him. The king also said to Sadoch the priest, Are you not a seer? Return to the city in peace, and your two sons with you, your son Ahimaaz and Jonathan, the son of Abiathar. See, I am going to wait at the river, crossing places of the wilderness. A word comes from you to inform me. So, Sadoc and Abiathar returned the ark of God to Jerusalem and remained there. And David was going up the ascent of the, the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went, and his head was covered, and he was walking barefoot. Then all the people who were with him covered his own head, and they were and they were going up, weeping as they went. Now someone informed David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, Lord, please make the advice of Ahithophel foolish. It happened as David was coming to the summit where God was worshipped, that behold, Hushai, the archite, met him with his coat torn and dust on his head. And David said to him, if you go over with me, then you will become a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be I will be your servant, O king, even as I was your father's servant in time past, so now I will also be your servant. Then you can foil the advice of Ahithophel for me. Are Zadok and Abiathar the priests not with you there? So it shall be that whatever you hear from the king's house, you shall report to Zadok and Abiathar the priests. Behold, their two sons are there with them, Ahimaaz, Sadoc's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. And by them, you shall send me everything that you hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. All right, just so, just before we get into the Psalms, just checking what we got here. 
Awesome. Thank you for the likes over there on TikTok. It says more likes can attract viewers. Keep it up. Thank you very much. And uh, not sure how to pronounce your username there. Princess uh, shared the, the video. Thank you very much for sharing it. I appreciate that. Thank you. You shared the video with more than 10 friends. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. God bless you. Blessings, blessings upon you. Awesome. Um, see what we have here over on YouTube. By the way, I'm, I'm live streaming on several different platforms at once here. Vida says, Shalom, Elohim, bless you all. Shalom, Vida, good to see you. Welcome, Elohim, bless you more. Multiplied blessings to you. Going Nowhere says, my grandmother is doing much better now. She came by and visited me just recently. Glad she got over her bug. Uh, she also turns 86 in May. Strong woman for sure. Wow, awesome. Yes, awesome, awesome. Um, kind of reminds me of my grandmother. My grandmother was a very strong woman as well. She walked a lot though every day. She walked hours every day. Hours. When I say hours, it was hours. She walked hours every day. She lived, uh, she passed away just be, just a few months before her 100th birthday. Yeah, she never had any medicine. She didn't, she never had to take medication. I, I, mean, I shouldn't say never had any medicine. She had medicine sometimes in her life, but she never had to take medication and she didn't really have any issues, you know, like, you know, so, you know, it's a great blessing for sure. Mark says, Shalom, Shalom, Mark, good to see you. Abril says, Shalom, Shalom, Christopher and everybody. Shalom, guys, good to see you guys. Welcome, welcome, as always. So let's get into the Psalms. Very, very interesting. Um, the story of Absalom and uh, Amnon, all that kind of thing. Now, as we read the Psalms, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just encourage you guys to do what we did last night. And that is, think about this as if it is Yeshua speaking directly to you. Or at least Yeshua speaking and, and his words are recorded. Read this as if there, as if it's the words in red. Read this as if it is the words in red. 1 John asked a question here. So this Zadok is the same as, is the same as in the Zadok priestly calendar uh, that Will is following. Very good question, one John. Um, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's if if that's the actual um, root of the Zadok calendar. Um, we know that they call it the Zadokite calendar. I find it kind of interesting that um, you have, like for example, like Sergeant right Sergeant R and then Will. Um, both following like the Sadoc calendar, the Zadokite calendar, but yet their calendars are different. Uh, you know, Will kind of explained what he thought, what was what was going on, but yeah, it's it seems like you know people have different. Even though it's just a Sadoc, you know, they say they're following this Zadokite calendar, it's still a different calendar than someone else who says they follow the Zadokite calendar. So it's kind of confusing. You know, this is interesting. Um, Abril, you said according to the uh, calendar, 
according to that calendar, today is the feast of Pesach. Um, I remember Sargent saying that last third last Thursday, the thirty first, according to his calculation of the Zadokite calendar, that's when um, Pesach started. And then Will said, according to his calculation of the Zadokite ca- calendar, Sunday was the day that Pesach started. Um, and I'm not sure, Abril, if you mean that today is the first day according to what uh, the source that you have um, of the uh, Pesach, or whether you just mean that today is one of the days within the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread. I'm not sure if that's what you mean. Um, yeah, as for uh, myself, um, you know, because of all the different differences, even within this, even within one kind of calendar, even with just just the Sadochite calendar alone, there are how many different how many differences. So just it seems like there are there's a lot of confusion, a lot of people with a lot of different interpretations. So at this point, I'm, I said this before, like as far as myself, um, at this point, I am I'm just sticking with the conventional. Hebrew slash Jewish calendar uh, and uh, beginning Pesach on the 15th. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, Abro says there are many, many, there are many versions. And you know what? And I think, you know, honestly, like, unless one of those, unless somebody has some really, really good, like, It, it seems like it, it, so many people celebrating at different times, different days. Uh, it's just it's really all over the place, and it just doesn't it doesn't seem very good to me that we have so many people with so many different versions. Oh, Abro was saying, um, yeah, that's why I was laughing. There are so many accounts. Yeah, so I'm not really going to go there. That's that's what I mean, really. What I'm what I'm getting at is right now I'm just not going to go there because of all the different different accounts of no it was it was last Thursday no it was Sunday no it's today no it's uh, who knows how many other people have you know probably <laughs> there's probably a lot more um, a lot probably a lot a lot more people that uh, um, that have a lot more different interpretations. One John says, I am looking at one called Sadoc slash Enochian calendar. Yeah, I think I, you know, I, I saw that one as well. Great Deception says, I will celebrate Pesach on the 14th of April. Um, one John says, it has Passover starting on the um would that be the fifth the great deception says yeshua will will set it straight um and i've said this before and i'll say it again yeshua when he was here before i mean you know 2,000 years ago, roughly. Um, He, as far as we know, the evidence 
shows that he celebrated everything. He celebrated with his Jewish brothers, brothers, excuse me, brothers and sisters. Whatever calendar they went by, which I understand that it was, uh, it was it, it was the calendar that Jews have today, as far as I as far as I can recall, as far as I can ascertain, it's the same calendar. I don't. Um, so he didn't he didn't make any kind of waves about the, about that calendar, whatever calendar they had back in those days, which I'm pretty sure it's what the Jews and you know has today. So he didn't make any waves about that. He didn't really teach against it. He didn't say, oh, you guys are celebrating on a different day. It's the wrong calendar, yada, yada, yada. It seems like he really just, he celebrated with his beloved Jewish family, his beloved Jewish brothers brothers and sisters. So having said that, I would, I, I lean to the side of, of, of thinking that he, if he were here today in the flesh, he would probably be celebrating that calendar. If for no other reason, but just because it is the established Jewish calendar or the Hebrew calendar and and he, you know, that's his people, right? So, I mean, we can argue, well, it's not the right calendar, well, it's not the calendar according to Enoch, or it's not the calendar according to Zadok, or whatever the case is. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it is or it isn't, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it is or it is not accurate to uh, Enoch or say the Zadokite calendar. Um, so, like, to me, that's kind of like another issue. That's another topic. To me, it's like, what would Yeshua do? And historically speaking, what calendar did, did they follow back in those days? As far as I can ascertain so far, um, it was the conventional, the traditional Jewish calendar. Um, so, yeah. We have uh, it's Maddox on TikTok saying, is it a sin to smoke? Y- well, yes, it is. I mean, the word sin, um, you know, doing, if you do what's right, you're not sinning. If you do what's wrong, you're sinning, okay? Um, even in the eyes of the world, so to speak, right? If you go ask your doctor, even even if your, your doctor is not a believer, you know, is it good to smoke? He would probably say, or she would probably say, um, it's not good. So, um, even in that point of view, it is a quote unquote sin, so to speak. It's, it's just something that's not good. It's not, something that God would definitely not be behind or condoning of. Um, yeah, I, I could get it a little bit more. I could get a little bit deeper in that, but uh, that's the nutshell of uh, my answer. Thank you for asking. It's Maddox. Thank you. Uh, Yeshua Hamashiach. Is that trying to see if it, Yeah, Yeshua Hamashiach. Um, what's your thoughts on Romans 3.30? Okay. Well, let's just quickly jump over there. And we will very shortly here get into 
the Psalms. Uh, we got six six shot, uh, Psalms to read, so we'll get we'll get those uh, read. So, in order to answer that question, Romans three thirty, I'll start at verse twenty seven, just to give it a little bit of context. So, Paul here said, "Where then is boasting? It it is excluded." Because of law, the law that requires works, no, but because of the law that requires faith. Let me just stop here for a second, okay? Because a lot of people would say that the Torah does not require works per se, okay? Um, it depends on how you interpret this, how you read this. It's like halakha, or the works of, or the law of man would require works, uh, whereas the law of God. Uh, requires faith. And not the same law of Moses, right? So what I mean by that is, for example, a, a, a child, a baby, you know, one week old, n- does not violate Torah. It is 100%. That baby is 100% in line with Torah. 100% in line with the law of God. Without works. Without works. Okay, so having said that, let's go to verse 28. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Again, works of the law. What I would highly recommend is you look up the MMT. I have it on my website. Um, it's very not org. And unfortunately, right now at this time, my website is not up. Um, I'm working on getting that resolve but it will be up later this evening however make a long story short the mmt mixat mahase Torah. um so basically what it is uh it, it it's it's a document that was found in the dead sea scrolls the mmt and the mmt defines what the quote unquote works of the law are paul doesn't define it really i mean this is the thing Paul did not write his epistles for the world to read. He wrote, he wrote Romans for the few saints in Rome to read. He wrote it to the Romans. He didn't write it to the world. He wasn't like Isaiah who wrote the word of God to the world. This is one thing we have to, you have to get this in your mind. You have to understand this. He did not, Paul did not write his epistles like Moses wrote um, the, uh, you know, his law, okay? Or God's law, I should say. Paul did not write his epistles like David wrote the Psalms, okay? Paul was a man who traveled around to different places, met certain people in certain circumstances, which we don't even know what, what those circumstances are, what they were. and. In following up with his encounters with these people, he wrote letters. That's what the epistles of Paul are. They are Paul's follow-up letters. And so we don't know what the background was, at least for the most part. We don't know all the details. So Paul doesn't have to define, quote-unquote, works of the law. And he didn't really define works of the law. but. We have the Dead Sea Scrolls, which was, you know, relatively speaking, around that same time. I know you can say, well, it was about maybe a couple hundred years before the time of Paul. 
nevertheless, it was it was approximately around that same time in history. Um, and the MMT from the Dead Sea Scrolls defines that phrase. The works of the law are not the commandments of the Torah. It has nothing to do with the Torah. The works of the law, the Mixat Mahaseh HaTorah, according to the Mixat Mahaseh HaTorah, the works of the law are the rabbinic additions to the law and not the law itself. In other words, it's the law of man, okay, or the the the, the rabbinical law. Don't get me wrong. Okay, because a lot of people misunderstand me. Don't get me wrong. I am not making a statement of fact here. I am not saying that Paul, when he said works of the law, that's what he meant, without a doubt. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Paul didn't define it very well. And if you look around the same time in history, we have someone else who wrote the MMT, who did define it. So. What I'm trying to say, bottom line, is this. Do not read into the text what, what is really not there. Okay? Don't, don't read into the text what's not there. I mean, so many Christians do that. So if Paul, notice what notice I'm very, I'm being very careful how I speak here. If Paul meant Mixat Maseho Torah, when he when he said works of the law, if that's what he meant, because people back in those days, that's the kind of lingo that they used. If he meant the rabbinic additions to the law and not the law itself, then we could read it like this. We can say, Paul said, for we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the rabbinic additions to the law. Follow me? Verse 29. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles too? And this, you know, it, it makes you wonder. Let me just say this. It makes you wonder because why would Paul just out of the blue talk about the difference, the difference between the Jews and the Gentiles if it didn't have anything to do with the law of faith versus the law, uh, the works of the law? In other words, it, it seems to be that Paul is actually contrasting the Torah from the rabbinic law. He's, it seems to be like he's contrasting the, the, the law of God versus the law of man. Or the law of the Jews, so to speak, the halakha. Okay? So, in other words... Verse 29, or is God the gods of the Jews only? In other words, is he the, only the God, like is he only the God of the Jews, the, the, the same Jews that produce the works of the law, the, the rabbinic conditions to the law? Or is he not the God of the Gentiles too? Meaning that the, the Torah is applies to everybody, not just, you know, the Torah applies to everybody, and but the quote-unquote works of the law, the mixat, maaset, Torah applies to the Jews only in, according to their law, the halakha. Again, this is not Torah. This is not the works of this is not the uh, the law of God. This is the law of the um, rabbinic law. So he says, yes, Gentiles too, since there is only one God, like I always say, I always say this, we serve one God, one Lord, we have one baptism, we have 
one faith. We have one gospel. We have one word of God. We have one law for all. Continuing. Verse 30, since there is only one God who will justify the circumcised, when he says circumcised, he's talking about the Jews by faith and the uncircumcised through the same faith. So it sounds like he's, he's stretching a canopy over all under the law of God, not the works of the law or the law of the uh, halakha. Verse 31, do we then nullify? This is, this is one of the best. Hey, I, this is one of the best. Don't, don't, don't. Don't uh, don't give out the next verse. Uh, you you asked me Yeshua Hamashiach. Uh, my thoughts on Romans three thirty. I think that uh, Rome. I think the very next verse actually does a really good job. I mean, out of all out of all of Paul's epistles, I do concur. I do admit this is one of my favorite verses of Paul. Verse thirty one. Do this. This is the bottom line. This is like this to sum it up. Right. Verse 31, Paul's like, this is the bottom line, guys. This is what I'm talking about. Do we then nullify the law by this faith? Not at all. Rather, we uphold the law. So there you go, Yeshua HaMashiach. Those are my thoughts on that. Masters zero up. Masters up. Um, Says the phrasing in John, the Feast of the Jews makes me think Yeshua celebrated Passover one day before. Just a theory. I don't see any scripture with 13 months, so I avoid the Jewish calendars. Uh, we are justified by our Messiah, not of works. The law is our discipleship. Again, how do you define works? That's that's what I would say. To speak to your... Um, to your your comment, the phrasing in John, the feast, quote unquote, the feast of the Jews. This is one of the things that scholars say about the gospel of John. If you have not seen my video on the gospel of John that I did, oh, what, about three weeks ago or so, just um, on YouTube, please go over there and see it. I did, I did a video on it. Um, I, um, I, I spoke about some of the differences of uh, some of the problems of the Gospel of John. Now, I did not speak about this, right? And I let me just mention this. There are, first of all, um, masters zero up. I'm not sure how familiar you are with the discrepancies of the Gospel of John. Um, so, again, if you're not familiar, and if you're if you if you have an open mind and and you and you want to look into some of this stuff. Check out my video on YouTube about it. However, on that video, like it wasn't, a, it's not an exhaustive video because there are so many problems with the, with the Gospel of John. I can't cover them all in one video, unless I do another maybe eight hour video. Okay, but anyway, this whole thing about the feast of the Jews is a problem. Let me say this, everybody, ears perked up now, okay? Because this is something I'm never said about the gospel of john yet ever i've never said this on video you guys are witnessing the first time i say this the gospel of john is the only gospel that seems to alienate the jewish people it seems to make i'm I'm just saying alienate more than the other gospels or more than any of the other books with the ex- exclusion of the le- letters of Paul, by the way. 
because of the phraseology used in the Gospel of John. For example, that's one example, the Feast of the Jews. And other times, too, where, where it, it claims that Jesus was distancing himself from the Jewish people. That's the only gospel that claims that. You know what I mean? Like, for example, time and time again, Yeshua, only in the Gospel of John, Yeshua's like, it is written in your law. It is written in your law. Like it's not his. Like he's like he's more of a Gentile than he is a Jew. No other gospel has that kind of phraseology in it. And the fact that Polycarp, John's disciple, didn't mention the gospel of John at all, in fact, in spite of the fact that he mentioned a lot of other things, couple that with the dating of the book of the gospel of John, the more and more we look at it, the more and more it seems like the evidence is leading us to believe that the Gospel of John was not written by John, the disciple of Jesus. Because of the dating of it. Like, you know, we have good evidence. We have good evidence that it wasn't even, it wasn't even known or, you know, it wasn't even known amongst anybody before the late, before the late second century. Um, Having said that, who wrote the book of John? And like, uh, as I said, I'm not going to get into all that, you know, multiple authors, okay? What scholars have concluded that there are multiple authors, but we're not going to get into all those details. Go check out my video. If if you're interested in knowing more about that, check out my video. But that's another one of these phrases, the quote unquote, feast of the Jews. It just sounds like... Whoever wrote the book of the Gospel of John made Jesus like a little bit more alienated from the Jewish people than he should have been. Just saying. Just saying. Have to check out my video? Yeah, please do. I I just want to let you know it's not exhaustive. Again, there's a lot more I can say, but I I did bring out a lot of different um, points on that video. In fact, really, to be honest with you, I only covered maybe about 10% of this kind of thing on that video. We can talk about a lot more, but yeah, please do. So one John says, uh, I agree with you, but I believe that the Jews admit they changed it to avoid the conflict with a feast and a Sabbath. Uh, See, the question would be, when it comes to that kind of thing, um, I'm not saying they didn't. Uh, when it comes to that kind of thing, we have to ask the question, first of all, did they? If they did, okay. Um, why did they do it? And is it right? Like in accordance with how the Torah should be interpreted, does God really want that to be done? Like, the answer could be yes. Yes, for sure. The answer could be no. Um, but, you know, maybe... If that's the case, if they said, okay, we're going to shift this over a, a day or two or a couple of days, whatever the case is, just to avoid the um, you know conflict with the Sabbath, um, you have to ask the question, why why did it, did they do that? And uh, you know what was their reasoning behind it? 
you know, there's this old saying, and I'm sure you heard this one, John, it's like, never remove a fence unless you ask the question, why was it put here in the first place? Right? Um, yeah, so people, sometimes people move into homes or different places, they buy property and they, they don't like a fence, you know, they don't like the fence that's there, so they take it out. And then later on, they regret it because it's like, Oh, now I see why it was there. No, no, I didn't understand before. So, yeah, that's that's the question that I would have. Um, why was it done? Well, first of all, was it it was it really done like that? If so, fine. Why? What was the reasoning behind it? And is it right to do that? Again, we have to come at it with an open mind. The, the answer could be yes, it is right. It is what God wants us to do. God would want us to, you know, sort out the Sabbaths like that. Or maybe God doesn't want us to sort out the Sabbaths like that. Um, that's that's how I would approach it. Alyssa over on YouTube says, Our Father sees your heart regarding Pesach, and we are told to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We need to edify each other not divide. Yeah, you know, I I think many of you guys know that I am I am not the kind of person that would divide over <sighs> put it this way. Like there's 43, they say, some some people say 45 or even more thousand denominations. Thousand. 43, 45,000 denominations within the protestant church alone and it's just it's it is a it is a um it's it's a tragedy you know um so i think it's important to respect one another's point of view i think it's important to keep an open mind i think it's important to listen to people that don't agree and to yeah to think about it. keep an open mind and uh yeah, not to not to be uh, someone who would easily, you know, divide for sure. One John, this calendar is by an attorney who has done extensive research on it. Passover starting at sunset on the fifteenth. Very interesting. Uh, I have to check that out. Thank you very much, one John. Jordan says, I always thought works of the law of Torah meant Torah without Yeshua. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people do uh, believe that. I think you probably found that MMT thing very interesting. Uh, you can find, again, you can look it up. Um, it is on my, again, sorry, um, my apologies. My, my, my blog is not up right now. I actually have to shut it down because of, I'm really kind of, working at the, I'm working, I'm, I'm really extending all my resources to the, to the, to the uttermost because I have to even shut my website down in order to do a live stream. Um, and that it, Lord willing, that will be solved very, very shortly. But, um, after the live stream, I have to start that up again so that can be available. Um, but yeah, I have a whole article on that. I wrote that article some time ago about the MMT, the Dead Sea Scrolls, all that kind of thing. So yeah, according to the MMT, uh, the community of people that were responsible for the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, the works of the law, the pertinent works of the law, as they put it, 
was not the Torah. And it wasn't the commandments of the Torah. It was the rabbinical additions to the Torah. And so if that's the case, you know, we know that Yeshua was against a lot of the rabbinical additions to the Torah as well. So if that's the case, Yeshua was against the quote-unquote works of the law too. And even the Torah is against the quote-unquote works of the law too in that in that regard, right? You should not add to or take away. Um, so yeah. They say there's like, like to be specific, they say there's approximately like 20 some odd quote unquote works of the law. Put it this way. It's like this. This will actually clear up the mud for those of you who are listening. The word works in that context means the writings. Like for example, the works of Josephus are the writings of Josephus, right? I actually have, uh, let me see here. I have a book right here. The works of Josephus. Okay. So the, the word works here doesn't necessarily mean work, although it was work, I'm sure. But the word works means writings. So the works of the law are the rabbinic commentaries or additions to the law when they sit down with their little quill and write and write you know uh, add basically their own things to the law that that is the mixat mahaseha torah the pertinent works of the law call max 100 says are we supposed to have new scriptures apart from the tanakh um it's difficult to answer that because I'd have to ask you, what do you understand the Tanakh to be? You need to, you know, like for, for example, um, again, back in the first century, early first century, the Tanakh wasn't, it wasn't like one book. They didn't have like a Bible. It was, um, it was a, it was like a library and it was more than 39 books. Um, like we have today, it was more than that. It was more like the Dead Sea Scrolls collection, you know? It was like, it was, that was like the Tanakh. Um, so, Dave, oh, such my loving, loving David here says, can't you just go away? I'm not on your page, you're on mine. Who? I didn't ask you to come. I'm not on your page. What, why are you doing, what are you doing here? You don't have to be here. I don't go and I don't go and uh, troll your your uh, page. I got better things to do. Will over there on YouTube says shalom, brethren. Shalom, good to see you, brother. Welcome, blessings multiplied to you. Abril says um, I don't think anyone's dividing over the calendar, at least not over here. LOL. Other places, yeah. So we got. This guy over here, there's a guy, for those of you who don't know, on YouTube, there's a guy over here on TikTok, goes by David Rocky, and this guy is, he thinks that he can, he thinks that he's defending God by coming over here and trolling, saying that my stuff only appeals to the ill-informed. Ill 
He's defending the sheep. He thinks that he is defending God. He's more like Uzzah. He's more like Uzzah, okay, on the, um, uh, in the days of David with the ark, okay? Now, he says here, just for you guys, you guys over there on, on YouTube, this guy, He says he believes he's defending the sheep. He, he, he basically he's, he's, he thinks that he basically it's like a, it's a spiritual warfare. So what I would say to this guy is this. I would say read Acts chapter 5, okay? Read Acts chapter 5 and follow the advice of Gamaliel. Follow the advice of Gamaliel in Acts chapter 5. When the Christians were brought before the Jewish court and Gamaliel was there and he said, listen, guys, don't don't lay a hand on any of these. Leave, leave these men alone. If what they are doing is not of God, it will fail in and of themselves. You don't have to worry about it. Don't fight them. Just leave them alone. It will fail. You know, and, and he, he gave examples over and over again, saying, this, you know, this person rose up and he led people astray and these, this one rose up and he led people astray and, and on and on it goes. If what they're, what, you know, if what these Christians are doing is wrong, it will fail. Just, just leave them alone. Because if you're, if you want to fight with them, if they're, if what they say is right, you could be fighting against God. So the best wisdom is just to leave them alone. So, this David, particular David guy, he says, I'll debate you anytime. So, um, this guy is definitely asking for it. He's asking for it. What I'm going to do, you guys over there on YouTube, I'll put up a poll, okay? Because it's really up to you guys. I'm serving you guys, okay? Uh, I'm here for you guys. I'll put up a poll, and I'll say, should I? Because he said he, 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 he'll he debate me anytime. He, who knows? Maybe he ran away by now. I don't know. Should I? Invite David on here tonight. Now, so should I invite David on here tonight now? There's the poll, guys. It should be it should come up here in just a minute. Okay. So those of you on YouTube, should I invite David on here tonight now? Yes or no? I know some of you might say, yeah, he's asking for it. Give him what, he's, what he deserves. Yes. Or no, don't waste your time. It's just a troll. Actually, I, I see that he has a, a profile. And um, I mean, it, it's not, quote unquote, just a troll. So we'll see.
I mean, it's not, it's not a, um, it's not somebody who just, uh, who just hides his face. Let me put it that way. So the, the question is, should I, should I invite David on YouTube tonight, right now? Should I give him what he deserves? Yes. Or no, forget it. Get on with the night. Just read, uh, I'll, I'll read Psalms anyway, no matter what. But if you want to say no, just say no. Just, just choose no as in, hey, you know what? This guy is not worth your, this, this guy is not worth our time. Depends on how you guys look at it. <laughs> Voice of one. And get people like this. And you know what? A lot of people are like, well, actually, far too many, and let me put it that way, far too many people are like this. They just, they think they're fighting God or fighting for God. I mean, they think they're fighting for God. Like they are God's, you know, uh, you know, knight in shining armor or something. They think they are God's knight in shining army that they're that they're doing God's they're fighting God's battles. But no, you know what? These kind of people should. And he says, you know, he says, why, you know, can't you just go away? He says to me, can't you just go away? And he's on my page. It's as easy as a swipe, David. If you're still there, I don't know. Maybe you know because these guys they just come on. I haven't heard from him in a few minutes here, so it's just like this. David, if you're listening, if you want me to go away, it's like this. Swipe. Just like that. Simple as that. Just move your finger a little bit over the screen. That's all. I'm getting no answer from uh, from David if he's still here or not. Big, big talk here, David. Big talk. Can't you just go away? Your stuff only appeals to the ill-informed, defending, defending the sheep. I'll debate you anytime, he says. Yeah. I'm not hearing anything from him, so it sounds like he probably, you see, it just shows how serious this guy is. Nice fighting the, 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 the battle there, David. I know you're gone. Seems like you're gone. I'm still here. You're gone, David. What happened to you? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna spend another minute here. Just uh, we'll just talk about this. If if we don't see good old David, um, it looks like you guys are more on the yes side than the no side. As um, at this point, so again, I'm 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 just here for you guys. I'm just serving you guys. If you want to, if you want this to, uh, if you want to see this happen. Click yes. If you say, hey, you know what? Don't waste your time. The guy's just a troll. Uh, click no. Voice of one says, uh, I think it's this voice of one from TikTok and YouTube. Appreciate your knowledge, brother. Thanks for sharing the, the nitty gritty. I appreciate your, your fellowship. Appreciate your, your questions and your comments. Thank you for, for being there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I don't know. I don't know. Some of these people, I don't know. They come on here and talk so big, and it's like, where'd they go? David, are you there, David? David. Hello. Big talk. I'll debate you anytime. You want to debate me anytime? It looks like 
according to the poll I got going here, the anytime is right now, David. Where are you? The anytime is right now. Erlin says, Christopher versus David, yes. Um, one John says, yes, David, put up or shut up. Because Christopher, we are here with you and Yah stands with us all. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Voice of One says, because Voice of One is over there on TikTok. So Voice of One, you see what he's saying. Invite him on. If you invite him, don't forget to invite his big cigar. And if he didn't bring his big cigar, I, I know what you're talking about because I saw his profile. Like, ha I'm, like half of his videos, he's smoking a cigar. If he didn't bring his big cigar, I'd make sure that I, I, I share my screen here with. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Great Deception says, invite him. Maybe he'll show us the error of, of our ways. Yeah. Brother, send it. <laughs> Elemental says, let's have some fun and get him on here. Like I said, he's asking for it. And when I saw... Let me show you guys. Let me just show you guys something. I'll just show you guys something here, okay? Here's good old David right here, okay? All right. Okay. This is the guy that's going to teach us. This is the guy who wants to teach us right here. Right. Half of his videos here have it. He's got a cigar and he's smoking a cigar. And uh, this is a guy. That's the guy. He's going to teach us. Where are you, David? Are you there? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, so. Um, and he says we're, we're, we are ill-informed. <laughs> I can tell you guys are having fun right now. Even, even when he's, if he's not on, he's, you guys are having fun. Right? So anyway, so. Yeah, let me just get back to, yeah, nothing from David at all. So David just, you know, he just came and dropped a few trolling comments and left. Anytime, David, is that right? I'll debate you anytime, he says. Yeah, is that right? Hmm. Okay, so. Um, just a couple more qu uh, questions quickly here, then we'll get to the Psalms. Going Nowhere says, Christopher, is there a difference between the Torah and the Tanakh? And that's a good question. Um, sometimes the word uh, Torah and Tanakh are used interchangeably. Uh, you'll read that on uh, Chabad.org. Uh, it's a very famous Jewish website that will tell you that the Tanakh is, um, can also, it could include everything. It, it, 
it can include the entire, um, you know, from Genesis to Malachi, basically. Uh, normally speaking, for the most part, when we say Torah, we're talking about the first five books of the Bible, the what they call the Pentateuch, or the books of Moses, or the quote-unquote law of Moses. I kind of hate to use the term law of Moses, uh, just because it's like so many people confuse, they kind of divide Moses with like from God. It's like they say it's the law of Moses, but really it's the law of God. As, as if it's not the law of God, but the law of Moses. The law of Moses is the law of God. But um yeah, normally speaking, Torah means the first five books, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's the Torah. Normally, that's what I mean by Torah. However, some people, they call everything Torah. They call, like, for example, in, uh, in the Gospels, we have Jesus calling the Psalms Torah. He calls Psalms Torah. It is written in, in, your, in your law. Again, in, in the book of Gospel of John, um, and he quoted the Psalms. So, that, so in that context, that uh, the Psalms were uh, the Torah as well. Um, but yeah, normally when I say Tanakh, I'm talking about the whole thing, like Genesis to Malachi. Um, but sometimes um, the Torah it means the whole entire Tanakh. Sometimes the Torah just means the first five books of the Bible. Thank you for asking. Yeah, the Great Deception says, uh, if it's not of Yahweh or Yahuwah, it will fail. Amen. Amen. Davey says, don't let him get under your skin. Just because of you saw what I saw on on his profile, and just because of that, I thought, hmm, when I saw that, you know, when I was just taking a little bit of time there, and I said, just hold on, guys, I was, I was, I was kind of going through his profile, and I'm like, hmm, this could be fun. This could be fun. Will says, bring it, brother, the truth always prevails. <laughs> Voice of One says, debate with you anytime that he is available or hiding just another troll mouthpiece. Yeah, that's true. Caballero, true as well. People feel brave behind a keyboard, but when it's for real, they run away. And this is the thing, right? I get so much of this on, on TikTok, especially on TikTok. Some on YouTube as well, but not so much as TikTok. TikTok's just full of it. So I get so much of people. Like there's they're like, you know, I, I post I post a video and it's like they're quoting scripture at me and all this. I'm thinking the comments are so limited. I can't really I can't really respond properly in a little limited comment. I'm I'm like, you know, say, you want to talk about it? Come on live. I've said this to so many people. Actually, just, uh, what was it, last night or the other night? I just, it was another person. Um, I'm like, I'm on live every night. You want to talk about this? You want to confront me? You want to prove me wrong? Come on. Come on. And they won't. They won't. If they're so confident, if they believe, you know, they say that they, the Holy Spirit, they believe at least partly, at least in their head, they think that they have the Holy Spirit and they're led by the Holy Spirit. If you really are led by the Holy Spirit, if you really do hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, 
At least trust him enough to stand face to face with me. If you are right, then the Holy Spirit will give you words to speak to me. If I am right, as Will says, the truth will prevail either way. But if I, if, if what I say is the truth, then perhaps. If, if what I say is the truth, then the Holy Spirit will speak using, you know, will use me to speak to you. So, but these people don't have that, that faith. They don't have that confidence. They can't do that. They cannot stand up. They, they can just limit it. As long as you just give them just enough, you know, in a comment, just to quote some, you know, usually it's Paul, right? You know, Paul, 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 Paul. That's all they quote at me all the time. And then taking Jesus out of context too. But they can't face me live. Someone says, I think this guy needs to be called out. One John says, have you heard about the cursed tablet found at Joshua's altar? Uh, the name of God on it is yod Hey, wow um, No, I haven't. I have not heard of that. Could be a short form of the Tetragrammaton. <laughs> Voice of One says, just blowing a smoke screen with that cigar he has in all his TikToks. Yeah, literally, a yeah, blowing a smoke screen for sure. Yeah, absolutely. David is gone. He's gone. He's completely gone. Davy says he looks so wise. Yeah, yeah, lurk and learn. Maybe he will lurk and learn. Abril says, Shalom, Shalom, Brother Christopher. I'm starting my feast. Yes, today is my first day. Many blessings, everyone. See you all tomorrow. All right, Abril. Blessings, blessings multiplied to you as well. Thank comments. I appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Everlasting gospel. We know this one. We know this one. Romans uh, 3 7. If I lie to advance the gospel, yeah. What can I say? I mean, you said it all. Everlasting gospel. And this is what a lot of Jews say, too. It's like they see how Paul, and Paul started this whole thing about, um, uh, like fabricating sales pitches, fabricating um, selling points. Going nowhere says, uh, which one of the of your of the four gospels is your favorite, or is your favorite gospel not found in the Bible? Just curious. Um. Well. As I've always said before, uh, I look at it like this, like from from the most accurate to the least accurate, I believe it's Matthew, Luke, Mark, and John. 
take it for what it is. If you want to say that Matthew is my favorite, um, Matthew and Luke have a lot of good. Actually, they all have a lot of good things in it. Um, but I don't know if I could say I had a favorite. If you ask me what I, you know, what gospel I believe is the truest or most accurate, or if I if I had to recommend somebody to read one of the four gospels to start out with or study one of the four gospels, um, I would say Matthew. Yeah, the Great Deception says the misquote, um, the misquote Yeshua. This is where Yeshua de uh, declared all foods, all food clean. Yeah, um, I, I wonder if Mark actually, because Mark, who knows who Mark is? Because even scholars would say, like, who's this Mark? We don't even know who he is. Uh, was he even? Was that was was that his name, Mark, or like what is it? Um, one thing for sure, we know that. Yeshua did not declare all foods clean, for sure. There are a lot of different problems with Mark. More with the Gospel of John, but that's one of the major ones there with Mark. The uh, snake handling thing at the end of Mark is, is another problem, and a lot of people um, unfortunately lost their life because of that. Um, many different teachings. Without getting into a whole lot of things about Mark, many different teachings. Um, is uh questionable for sure in mark now again don't get me wrong i'm not saying throw it out because you know it, it does you know i'm not saying that everything in there is is wrong don't get me wrong i but i am saying there are more things in mark that are uh questionable as opposed to any of the other synoptic gospels Jordan says he was probably raptured. Oh my. <laughs> Cigar and all. Cigar and all. You know? Like he couldn't leave that behind, right? He couldn't leave that behind. The cigar could not be left behind. Actually, I think it would be really fun with his cigar. I really think so. Everlasting gospel, you make a really, really good point. I say amen. You know, like he said, we are no longer under the law of God, but under the law of Christ, which makes zero sense because Yeshua uh, taught the law of God. Yeah, and, and not only that, but if they believe their own, if they believe their own theology that Yeshua, Jesus, is the word in the flesh, the word, the Torah is the word. So... <laughs> It's like, if they actually believe that, they all say they do. Okay, so you're, you're telling me that Jesus is the word of God in the flesh. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, but you're telling me that you, that we're not under the, the word of God, the Torah, but we're under the, the love of Christ. The one that is the word of God in the Torah in the flesh. It's like... Come on, people. Come on. You know, use your noggin, you know? Will Sr. says, Yeshua, Jesus declared all foods clean, was added, will not be found in any Bible over 100 years old. <laughs> Voice of one. Looks like you're having fun. Good, good to see. Yeah, Torah equals word equals instructions. Yeah, it's like, um, 
Yeah, Yeshua is the Word of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus is the Word of God. Yeah, yeah. So is the law of God the Word of God? Well, yeah. Well, is Yeshua the law of God? Oh, no, no, no. He, he, he done away with the law. Like, what? Well, he done away with the Word? You know, the same Word that's supposed to be eternal? Yeah, the great deception is true as well. They are taught not to question, just believe. <laughs> as I shared the other night, that's what I was told uh, prophet, uh, that prophet that I was talking to on the phone that one time. That's basically what he told me. Just believe. Just believe. Just believe what I tell you. Okay, let's get to the Psalms. Psalm 3. Lord, how my enemies have increased. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God, Selah. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory and the one who lifts my head. I was crying out to the Lord with my voice and he answered me from his holy mountain, Selah. I lay down and slept. See, this is uh, speaking of death, right? Again, think about this as Yeshua speaking, especially this is when, when uh, you know, Yeshua breathed his last and was laid in the tomb. I lay down and slept. I awoke for the Lord sustained me. The resurrection, it's talking about resurrection. I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people who have set themselves against me all around. I think about all the ones that were crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Arise, Lord, save me, my God. For you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. Yeah. Yes. Salvation belongs to God. May your blessing be upon your people. Salem. You know what, guys? Let me just say this. Out of all the wonderful, beautiful, rosy, ear-tickling, butterfly, you know, giving you butter, all the all of the Psalms, all the verses of the Psalms that all of these Contemporary Christian musicians write all these songs and, you know, all, all this stuff, all the stuff that they take from the Psalms. I've never heard them sing a nice, beautiful song with this, with these verses in it. I've heard them sing all the other beautiful, little rosy, you know, good, feel good verses of, from the Psalms, but I've never heard them sing a song about this. For you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. You have shattered the teeth of the wicked. I have yet to see a CCM artist write a song with those lyrics in it. Just saying. Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4. I is being a little bit slow on me here. It's being a little bit slow. Okay. I have enjoyed listening to YouTube videos. Yeshua. Yeah. Thank you very much. Christina, um, just believe sounds like the government talking to uh, believe me. You need better. I know what I know what you need. 
better than you do. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yep. Okay. Here we are. Psalm 4. For the music director on stringed instruments, the Psalm of David. Answer me when I call, God of my right. You have relieved me in my distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. You sons of men, and how long will you will my honor be treated as an insult? How long will you love what is worthless and strive for a lie, Selah? But know that the Lord set apart the godly person first when sin. Meditate in your heart upon your bed sacrifices of righteousness and trust in the Lord. I love Many are saying, who will show us anything good? Lift the light of joy in heart more than when their grain and new wine abundant. Yes, I will keep. For you alone, Lord, have me dwell in. That's a good one. Psalm 12. Again, for some reason, we have it slow here tonight. For the music director. Upon the eight-stringed lyre, a psalm of David. Me, Lord, for the godly person has come to an end. For the faithful have disappeared from the sons of mankind. They speak lies to other. They speak with flattering lips and a double heart. And the Lord cut off all flattering lips. The tongue that speaks great things. Talk about... <laughs> that, just, that reminds me of somebody that we were, that we were dealing with... Uh, a little bit earlier, the tongue that speaks great things, who have said, "With uh, with our tongue we will prevail; with our lip, with the our, our lip are our own. Who is Lord over us? Because of the devastation of the poor, because of the groaning of the needy, now will arise," says the Lord. I will put him in the safety for which he belong for which he the words are pure words like silver refined in a furnace on the ground filtered seven times you lord will them you will protect him from his generation for the wicked strut about on every side when vileness is exalted among sons of mankind wow that's pretty that's pretty much describing uh a good part of the world today, isn't it? When vileness is exalted among the son, the sons of mankind. Psalm 13. For the music director, a psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long am I feel anxious in my soul with grief in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Enlighten my eyes, or I will sleep the death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. 
but I have trusted in your faithfulness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has looked after me. Beautiful, beautiful. Psalm 28. Psalm 28. Psalm of David, verse 1. To you, Lord, I call. My rock, do not be deaf to me. For, I, for if you are silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the sound of my pleadings. I cry out, cry to you for help. When I raise my hands toward your holy sanctuary, do not drag me away with the wicked and with those who practice injustice, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is their hearts. Give back to them according to their work and according to the of their practices. Give back to them according to the work of their hands. Repay them what is due them, because they do not regard the works of the Lord, nor the deeds of his hands. He will tear them down and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the sound of my pleading. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart triumphs, and with my song I shall thank him. The Lord is their strength, and he is a refuge of salvation to his anointed. Save your people and bless your inheritance. Be their shepherd also and carry them forever. Psalm 55. For the music director on stringed instruments, a maskil of David. Listen to my prayer, God. Do not hide yourself from my pleading. Give your attention to me and I am restless in my complaint and severely distracted because of the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, for they bring down trouble upon me and in anger hold a grudge against me. My heart is anguished within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Let me just, let me just spend a second here. I want to talk about this. They bring down trouble upon me and in anger they hold a grudge against me so if this is if this is yeshua speaking first per, first person which i believe very well could be who would hold a grudge against him and here is a little bit of a theory okay take it for what it is some people believe and it very well could be the reason why judas the reason why judas so hold on a second. The reason why Judas um, went to turn over, turn, turn, uh, betray Jesus, um, was because of a grudge that he held against Jesus. Because of what happened with Martha. Uh, when, when in the, you know, when uh, Jesus was in the was in the house, and you know, uh, she was weeping at his feet, and you know, and uh, you know, and anointing his feet, and all this thing, and you know, Judas was like, you know, you know, this is a very expensive, um, 
this must, you know, th- this is a very expensive perfume. She just kind of wasted on you, Yeshua. Like you should just, uh, you should have, you should have sold that and given it to the poor. And Yeshua basically corrected him, you know, basically, I know, you know, you have the poor with you always, but not me. Um, there is a theory that Yeshua was very offended because of that. And that is how, that is like basically the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And that's why he made the decision to go and betray his master. The grudge that was held against him. Verse four, my heart is anguished within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me and trembling come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Behold, I would flee far away. I would spend my nights in the wilderness, Selah. I would hurry to my place of refuge. From the stormy wind and the heavy gale. Excuse me. Confuse them, Lord. Confuse them. Divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around her wall, her upon her walls, and evil and harm are in her midst. Destruction is in her midst. Oppression and deceit do not depart from her streets. For it is not an enemy who taunts me, then I, I could endure it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me. Now, again, let me just stop here for a second. I do believe that this is Yeshua speaking first person. Nor is it one who hates me who has exalted himself against me. Then I could hide it, hide himself. Excuse me. Then I could hide myself from him. But it is you, a man, my evil. Again, this sounds like he's talking about Judas. It is you, a man, my equal, my companion, and my confidant. We who had sweet fellowship together, walked in the house of God among the commotion. May death come deceitfully upon them. May they go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their dwelling in their midst. See, this is like the prayer of Yeshua. And actually, death did come suddenly upon Judas and they and and according to um you know uh, let me see now or is it Matthew where it says that uh Judas was thrown headlong uh, basically he basically make a long story short he did go down alive into Sheol verse 16 As for me, I shall call upon God, and the Lord will save me. Evening and morning and at noon, I will complain and moan, and he will hear my voice. He will redeem my soul in peace from the battle which is against me. Many who are aggressive toward me, God will hear and humiliate them. Even the one who sits enthroned from ancient times, Selah. with whom there is no change and who dear God he has put forth his hands against those who peace with him 
He has violated his covenant. His speech was smoother than butter, but his heart was war. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn swords. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. But you, God, bring bring them down to the pit of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. Wow, that's awesome, isn't it? That is amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I really enjoy these readings. I really enjoy these readings. Let's see what we got here in the comments. The Great Deception. I might do a song of that psalm. That's amazing. Let me just say this. The Great Deception. Let me let me just say this. I you know I know this is not on the um, the agenda tonight, and I'm not going to really I'm not going to read much, but I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, the Maranatha singers, you know, Maranatha, and they have a song that's called Psalm 5. Um, Let me just just bring this up here. Maranatha singers, I have an old cassette with that on there. Psalm 5. They they write a song and they call it Psalm Five, and I'm not going to sing it on here because you know copyright problems. But um, Maranatha singers they got this in a they they wrote a song, and this is what they they sing this they sing Give ear to my words, O O Lord, consider my meditation, hearken unto the voice of my cry my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. And they stop there and they repeat those verses over and over and over again in, in their song. And that's all they sing. They call it Psalm 5, but out of what? How many How many verses here? 12, they only sing the first three and they and they sing it over and over and over again. They don't sing verse four or verse five or verse six. And you read it and then you know why, right? I mean, they like the ear tickling. They don't, they don't sing verse four. For thou art not a God that has pleasure in wickedness. Neither shall evil dwell. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity, and on and on and on. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will abhor the bloody and deceive them. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful psalm. But Maranatha singers, they come short of the real good stuff. (laughs) So they only sing the first three verses over and over. Check it out. For those of you who don't know, if you're interested, check it out. Go on YouTube or something or wherever your favorite you know, whatever, wherever you want to go, just do a search. Maranatha Psalm 5. You'll see what I mean. And check it out. They sing the King James Version of the first three verses of Psalm 5, and they stop short of anything less of ear tickling. They stop short of it. (sighs) 
Assuming that Psalm 5 was actually a song that was sung like, like a hymn, I believe that in the days of Yeshua, I believe that even in the days of the 12 disciples in the book of Acts, they, pro they probably sung Psalm 5. And I guarantee they didn't start at verse 3. I guarantee they, they sung 4, verse 5, verse 6, all the way through to verse 12. Sing the whole song, not all, not, you know, don't pick and choose. This is the problem with uh, CCM today. This is the problem with a lot of Christian, you know, musicians today and songwriters, especially. They pick and choose. They just pick one little verse here, one little verse there, you know, like for, like, you know, this is another thing too, right? The blessing. I'm sure you guys heard like just in recent years, the blessing, you know, has become very popular amongst the Christian world, the, the song called The Blessing. Awesome. Awesome. Like, I mean, it's an awesome song. The only problem I have is, okay, so they get, this, they get the, the lyrics, mainly, not all of it, because they do add to it, which that I don't agree with. But they, you know, for the most part, they get the lyrics from the Torah, right? They get the lyrics from, you know, uh, Numbers chapter 6. So they get the lyrics from the Torah. And th these are the same people. Okay, they hear this song and they love it and they just love the words. It's Torah being sung, you know. It's like I feel like just taking these guys and going like, "Hello, do you do you understand? You're actually singing the Torah?" And they love it. But then you you mention something else from the Torah. Oh no, no, that's not for us today. That's not for us. Uh, Jesus did away with that on the cross. He nailed it to the cross. Okay, well then, if that's the truth, he nailed that your your blessing to the cross too. <sighs> I don't know. Some of these people. Awesome, awesome. The Great Deception says, uh, I did metal in LA for 20 years. No more. Got another musician beside or by me, tour observant. Hallelujah. We were talking about doing Psalms. Oh, man. Oh, man. To that. Beautiful. Oh, man. Sounds awesome. One John says uh, the tablet is led. 2,300 years old. Cursed, 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 cursed. You would hey, wow. Um, you will die. Curse, curse, you will be, you surely die, curse. Um, yeah, you'd, hey, well, it's like, it's like the, um, like all these names, right? You got all these, like Abijah and all, like, all these, like Zechariah and, and all these names. It's, it, 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 like you got the you'd, hey, wow, hey, but then you got, like, just the, some of, some of these names, they only have the yod, hey, right? Um, so, it seems like they do shorten it, right? They got like the full name and then they take maybe one letter off or two letters off um, and just shorten it like that. And some, actually in the Jewish world, they, they take it, they, they shorten it right down to like one letter. Will says uh, they miss verse five, iniquity, lawlessness. Yeah.
Great Deception says, I like Mick Condemn, Joshua Aaron, Hanema Tov. Very familiar with that, that stuff as well. La, 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 yeah. Alyssa, Hinema uh, Tov, la, 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 yes. Kadosh Ata. Yeah, that's a very good one too. I'm familiar with that one as well. Very good one. Yeah, I I would be singing all these songs like I like I said like I got you know I got a guitar right beside me. I I uh, I would be singing all these songs if it wasn't for the copyright red tape. So I would be doing that. But yeah, I I mean I'd be into you know writing original stuff as well. Um, have wrote some original stuff and uh, Lord Lord excuse me Lord willing some other time I will be doing. Some more uh, original original stuff and uh, and singing that as well. So Saint Chantel over there on TikTok. Good to see you. It's been a long time. Good to see you, Saint Chantel. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Okay, um, that is for tonight, guys. So tomorrow, I want to do. Um, um, yeah, so tomorrow and Thursday we'll be doing the chronological Bible reading as we've been doing uh, uh, in the last few nights. Um, Friday we have Will and Dr. Snyder with us. Saturday is a Shabbat service, 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, next week, sometime around the end, latter part of the week, I will be um, uh, talking about the uh, Passover uh, and also comparing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that kind of thing, like how one John was uh, asking about there the other night. Um, yeah, but you never know what happened, what could happen in between, like what, what, like what could have happened earlier tonight with, uh, with uh, the lovely David. What could have happened, right? It could happen any night, who knows? But uh, what could have happened tonight with, uh, with uh, David the sweetheart? All right. The Great Deception says, thank you, brother. Much love to you all and back at you. Blessings and um, many blessings multiplied to you as well. Love you, brother. St. Chantel says, hi, it's nice to see you as well, my dear friend. Awesome. Yeah. Hope you're doing well, uh, St. Chantel. Uh, Come back soon. Come back soon. Says, thanks for another great teaching. Shalom. Thank you again. One John. I appreciate you, brother. New perspective on Psalms. Really like it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I've been thinking about that for a long time, actually. I've been thinking, like, let's stop picking and choosing the verses of the Psalms. Let's just sing the whole thing. Sing the whole thing. That's the way it's supposed to be done. Is is picking all the just cherry picking? Really, it's what it's what it is. Cherry picking. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Saint Chantel says, "Yes, I am. Good to hear. Awesome." Alyssa says. Todoraba, C.E., Laila Tov, and Shalom. Thank you very much. Multiply back to you. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Okay, guys, 
That's it. That wraps it up for tonight. Tomorrow night, Lord willing, same time, same place, 7 p.m. Eastern. We will be reading more from 2 Samuel, more Psalms, and it's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome as always. This is awesome. It's rich. It's rich. Awesome. I, I appreciate every one of you. You guys are awesome. You guys are world changers. All right. So blessings multiplied. Erlen says good night. Vince, thank you, Christopher. Uh, everyone, shalom. God bless you more, Vinny. And as always, I pray for every one of you listening to me, every one of you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his upon you and give you wonderful, wonderful shalom. Amen. Amen. See you tomorrow night.